0: This is Pop Culture Period Piece podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Julie. We are actors, customers, movie and book enthusiasts. But we have very different tastes. So every week we pick a pop culture period piece to talk about. Our thoughts about the movie and also anything the movie brings up like how the mummy is totally written through the female gaze and Santa Fe from Newsies is the ultimate I want song. To you know what that is, listen to us. So if you like movies with corsets, manners and cottagecore aesthetics, give us a listen. Pop Culture Period Piece has a new episode dropping every Thursday. Goodbye. Bye.
1: We're gonna count. <laughs> leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave
0: Alrighty, leave it, welcome it. back to the tournament. Pod- leave it. Leave
1: it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it in. Leave it
0: in. Okay, I'm gonna leave <laughs> it in. Welcome back to the tournament podcast. I'm Nia Demilio. He's Trent Dozier, and oh my goodness, I'm so excited about this tournament.
1: Yes. Uh, this this will be. This will be a tournament for all you 90s babies out there. <laughs> 90s of,
0: kids Of
1: which both Nia and I are. Um,
0: I truly am barely a 90s kid.
1: Yeah, but I do feel like a lot of your
0: but I had an older brother who right. was like significantly older than me and so a lot of my things were like things that someone born in 1989
1: mm-hmm. would watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I also feel like
0: I'm I an feel, old soul.
1: Well, yeah, and I also feel like when you say '90s kid, it's mm-hmm. more of a reference to you being born in the '90s sure. as opposed to all of the multimedia that shaped your childhood being from the '90s specifically. Mm-hmm. Although this is how that this bracket broke down categorically, specifically. Um. Anyways, <clears throat> um. Yeah, but I, I, I'm like, I, I think you to me identify as a 90s kid for sure i think i do i think basically like i mean you're the same age as kyle my brother and he i think would fall into that category yeah i think you got probably a couple years maybe around like 97 98 Uh uh-huh quinn my youngest brother, yeah, former guest of the podcast, former host of the podcast,
0: end of '99.
1: Yep, end of '99. He would, he would clearly Gen Z. Yeah, he's not <laughs> what I would call a '90 kid, a '90s kid in terms of the pop culture he consumed. Now, of course, Quinn, I think an argument could be made would be similar to you in some senses, which is like he had older, older siblings brothers. in yes. this case that really you know helped shaped what yes he, what he watched and enjoyed. Yes, and in fact, a lot of his. Closest friends also had older siblings, so it's like they were all kind of being influenced by those things. There are some things that Quinn likes that I'm just like, this is what now? Do what now? Yeah. Um, You know, there's a a nine-and-a-half-year gap between me and Quish.
0: Anyway, I I don't even know if we said what we were doing.
1: No, we haven't. We haven't gotten into it yet. Uh, Okay. Before we do, of course, this is the tournament podcast, a part of the Trident Network. (laughs) Please visit the Trident Network for more information on all things Trident. Also, if you are not a patron... Of the Trident Network. You can become a patron for a simple $3 a month. Mm -hmm. Go to patreon.com slash the Trident Network. And for $3 a month, you become a patron. There's a lot of cool perks. One of which, and arguably most importantly, if you're a listener (laughs) of the tournament podcast, is we release uh, in no particular... um, structured time frame yes some bonus patreon episodes we've only done one so far but... i
0: know but our next one and i've put this in writing and i think i said it on the last episode yes. our next one will be about ewan mcgregor and mary elizabeth winstead no structured time but we have like a ton of ideas yeah um we
1: just uh recorded and probably released by the time this is out another one yes. i don't know join the patreon you'll see okay i think that's that
0: Please let's get into it.
1: This week's tournament is which '90s Nicktoons. Yeah, is the best '90s Nicktoon. Now I did th- now. I did throw some emphasis on '90s. Uh, Choices because, had to be made. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, okay, first of all, Nicktoons, of course. What are they? They are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are of course the. Uh, the uh, cartoons that were made specifically for Nickelodeon, one of the greatest channels ever created, <laughs> um, back in the 90s. Yeah. Some probably jumped to mind immediately for for certain viewers. Mm-hmm. If you're a parent, I'm sure your children watched these shows. Yeah. Some examples, Rugrats, Wild yeah. Thornberrys, etc., etc. Yeah, Hey Arnold. They're in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Hey Arnold's in the tournament. We'll get to it. <clears throat> um, there's some you might be... Surprised to see technically considered Nicktoons such mm-hmm. as SpongeBob.
0: Yeah, he made he just made it.
1: Well, yeah, he made it timeline wise in yeah. the tournament, but he is through and through a Nicktoon.
0: Yeah, he's the Nicktoon. Yeah, arguably. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so we're gonna we're gonna break break down the old break down the old tournament. Hopefully, you know. Obviously, you know what's really funny. I just thought about this. I think maybe we've touched on this before. We kind of held that back. For like five minutes, revealing what the tournament was this week. But if you're if you're listening to this podcast, we will the title of the said. podcast says what the tournament is already. Yeah. So there's no surprise there. So if you're geeked, <laughs> you're already geeked, baby. <clears throat> um. Okay. We had to make some decisions, as Nia said. Yeah. There are over 60 Nicktoons in existence, mm-hmm. uh, or sh- you know, shows that fall under the Nicktoons banner. So instead of doing a 60 C tournament, especially since Nia and I really fell off watching Nicktoons around the same time, mm-hmm. um, we decided to make the cutoff um, shows that were created for Nickelodeon between 1990 and 1999. Yes. Of course, zero shows were created in 1990. The original three shows created for Nicktoons that all premiered on August 11th, 1991, were Doug, Rugrats... And the Ren and Stimpy show. Mm-hmm. And that changed the game. And speaking of changing the game, if you are so inclined, uh, whether you're someone who would be interested in this already, or maybe this tournament will make you interested in it, there is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal documentary about Nickelodeon and its its rise um i think it's on hulu at least that's what we watched it on we watched yeah. it about a year ago yeah do you remember what it's called
0: it's something orange
1: the orange something the orange years maybe? yeah maybe the orange years um, you want to look it up
0: i will look yeah. it up um i'm pretty sure it's called the orange years
1: but that that's a great great documentary we really liked it um nia nia loves documentaries i do um, it I, is
0: the orange years it's called the, orange the years. nickelodeon story
1: yeah. um <laughs> nia loves documentaries i also love documentaries the ones i watch but nia and former guest of the podcast and one of my best friends in the whole world cam hurt both of them seek out documentaries all the time
0: i love to learn yeah
1: um <clears throat> but the so the casual doc viewer me and the hardcore doc viewer nia yeah. both of us give that one a big seal of approval it's
0: really good um
1: it's really good for 90s nostalgia of course but it's also good for just like the story. even if
0: and, like, even if you're just, like, interested in television, like, I've yeah, always yeah, yeah. I've always really been interested in children's television because, mm-hmm. like, I love you're TV and oh, yeah. I worked you with children TV. and I've always been interested in children's programming and just listening to them talk about children's mm-hmm. programming um, is really interesting and how they came up with, Nic- like, the idea for Nickelodeon and how it kind of faltered yeah. for, like, the first decade is... <laughs> And it's also, like, if you're just interested in branding, it's a great lesson in branding. Yeah.
1: It, it really is. It's very cool. I, check it out. Um, I believe it's on Hulu. Yeah. Do your own research. Um, here we go. Okay. So, <clears throat> with all that being said, like I said, there were over, you know, 60 shows. Um, so, obviously, not all of them made the cut. Between 1990 and 1999, 12 shows were made reasonable technically 13 i'll get into it in a second uh so this week is a a 12 seater however i did want to mention the shows created between 2000 and 2009 because i do feel like uh some of these shows nia knows this because we just had this conversation creating the bracket we obviously had to pare it down i was at one point making a case for what would have been a 24 seat bracket Mm. which would have basically been two decades of nicktoons Mm -hmm. um but there were half of those I was like not really passionate about, but there were some on the list that I was.
0: Yeah. Anyway,
1: here's what got cut um, in reverse order going from newest created to oldest created. Mm-hmm. They are Random Cartoons. That's, <laughs> and to be clear, that's the name of the show. You know show.
0: them, you love them.
1: Uh, the Penguins of Madagascar, The Mighty Bee, Back at the Barnyard, Tack and the Power of Juju. El Tigre, The Adventures of Manny Rivera, The X's, Cat Scratch, Avatar, The Last Airbender, Danny Phantom, My Life as a Teenage Robot, All Grown Up, The Rugrats Sequel, The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, Chalk Zone, Action League Now, The Series, Invader Zim, The Fairly Odd Parents, As Told by Ginger, and Oh Yeah Cartoons uh nia any of those you would like to say any words about
0: there are a couple that i need to please that I, I need to mention I tell you
1: now you don't need to touch on action league now because it did make it into the tournament we will explain
0: i won't talk about action <clears throat> league now i think the two things i'm sad is listen i've never watched avatar i'm sure it's The best thing on this list. Yes. And I've never watched it, and I'm wrong for that. I can follow on my sword.
1: Yes, I've also never watched Avatar. I've only ever heard good things. It is, in fact, on my list of things to watch one day. I I
0: bet it's better than all the shows that made it. Like, I I get that it's the best. So that's all I'll say about Avatar. But the two I'm devastated, Mm -hmm. devastated about losing. Mm -hmm. As told by Ginger.
1: Uh As told by Ginger, to be clear, the first one cut.
0: Like, if you were a girl, Mm -hmm. I feel like as told by Ginger was really, like, formative.
1: Sure. I I watched some episodes.
0: Ginger was in middle school. She was, like, kind of goofy. I don't know. I felt like I was Ginger, you know? But also, Grammy Award winner Macy Gray sings the theme song, which slaps, and it goes, Someone once told me the grass is much greener on the other other side." side. It's such a good theme song. As told by Ginger is good. But... Probably the cartoon, no joke. I watched maybe the most on this station. I'm
1: very <laughs> interested to see if you're gonna say what I think you're gonna say.
0: Was the Fairly Odd Parents?
1: I think second to, only to SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, the Fairly Odd Parents is the most important Nicktoon.
0: I agree, and it's so memeable. Yeah, like there's a bunch of Fairly Odd Parents <laughs> memes, and I feel like I still quote the Fairly Odd Parents. Doug Dimmadome, owner of the Dimmsdale Dimmadome, <laughs> yeah. is like uh, yeah. so important. I think Butch Hartman's a genius. Some uh, multiple, he's got multiple cartoons on this list, but um, man, The Fairly Odd Parents just so, so good. Like referential, like SpongeBob. Like yes. they had the same sense of humor. Yeah. Um. So I'm really, really sad that it didn't make the list, but. I was adamant we needed to cut it at the at 1999. She was. I so really. I made this choice. I,
1: I really wanted Fairly Odd Parents in there, but you know, when you're doing tournaments, decisions have to be made. I just, and
0: I knew we were going to get to talk about it anyway. Yeah. Which is all I really want. Um,
1: I just want to give general shout outs to Chalk Zone, uh, Danny Phantom, Invader Zim, and most importantly, for me. The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, a, genius. a
0: show I truly hated.
1: <laughs> and for that, I don't understand. But
0: Jimmy Goddard Sheen Carl
1: the crew <laughs> Jimmy's dad Hal Neutron <clears throat> a great character Hal Neutron.
0: Also, wait one more thing about the Hal Fairly... Neutron
1: the PG Randy uh, Randy Marsh
0: the the other think
1: about that everybody think I about get that. it
0: I get it. Um, the other thing that I'll say about the Fairly Odd Parents songs yeah. that that get stuck in my head to this day
1: D- uh, icky vicky yes, or so yes, yes,
0: yes. sicky just the thought of being around I'm you make so, 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 so right you. chip skylark okay yeah. yes and then
1: a great parody chip skylark
0: i swear to god every holiday season in my head i go i wish every day could be christmas do you remember this song from Probably. fairly odd parents there's another Chip Skylark. Oh my my shiny teeth! And yes, I knew there was that's a. That's the other song. Chip Skylark Skylar song.
1: Uh okay.
0: Dude, so good.
1: <laughs> well, the last thing I'll say before we get into the tournament proper is, um, oh yeah, cartoons. That was uh, created in uh, or premiered in '94, um, and oh yeah, cartoons was a bunch of shorts, basically, mm. um, very similar to like cake on FXX if people are watching that. Um, you know, it's an amalgamation of different shorts and then if a short hits maybe it gets a, a second, you know, piece in another episode and then uh, anyways, it spun off three series that went to full
0: mm. series.
1: W- one of which and most importantly was The Fairly Odd Parents.
0: Wow!
1: But, oh yeah, cartoons I just felt like we could leave out Definitely. Um, because of its structure, you might be asking yourself, Kablam.
0: Different. It's
1: very similar, <laughs> but the same thing, but Different. it's formative and it's in there.
0: <clears throat> Kablam, so important.
1: Um, all right, are we ready?
0: I'm so ready. I, I could talk about every single one of these shows for okay, hours. So,
1: uh, if you are a frequent listener of the Tourney Pod, you'll know how this went. Uh, when we rank shows or movies, mm-hmm. we go to uh, Rotten Tomatoes. We take the Rotten Tomato critic score and average it out with the Rotten Tomatoes, uh audience score and then you are seated based on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not a single one of these shows, not a single one, had a Rotten Tomatoes critic score.
0: Wow. And only about half
1: of them had a Rotten Tomatoes audience score.
0: I feel like I'm already fighting for my life for like adult animation yeah. as an art form. <clears throat> if if you don't believe that children's programming is valuable, yeah. you can F right off.
1: Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> because you know what? You know who has to watch all these shows?
0: The future the, of our country. Well,
1: yes, but also parents. Yes. If you really sit down and watch all that's why like that's why adults still do watch SpongeBob or fairly odd parents, like mm-hmm. there is stuff these are shows that are created for kids oh yeah by adults
0: oh yeah i got some spongebob jokes i'm going to mention specifically (laughs) when we talk about spongebob
1: so you know there's very high level references in all of these shows Mm -hmm. um for adult humans to get Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um anyways rotten tomatoes get your shit together Uh, so as you know typically If uh, the Rotten Tomatoes average score is tied between two things, I will go to a show or movie's IMDb score. Yes. So instead, we basically reversed it this time. Mm -hmm. These things, uh, these shows were all seeded based on their IMDb score. Mm -hmm. And if we had a tie, I used their Rotten Tomatoes audience score to break the tie. I see. If there was no audience score between two things, because like I said, there wasn't um, actually, that only happened once, and I'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. Here are the shows <laughs> Yay. competing for the prize this week. The 12-seed, Cat Dog. The 11-seed, The Wild thornberries, The 10-seed, Rocket Power. The 9-seed, Ah, Real Monsters. The eight seed, The Angry Beavers. The seven seed, Doug. The six seed, The Ren and Stimpy Show. The five seed, Rugrats. The four seed, Hey Arnold. The three seed, Kablam. Wow. The two seed, Rocco's Modern Life. Yes. And of course, (laughs) the number one seed.
0: Who lives in a pineapple under the sea?
1: SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, baby. Um, Wow. Now, uh, I love there, that. there, there were a couple ties. The Angry Beavers and Ah Real Monsters had the same score.
0: That makes so much sense. <laughs> that makes so much um, sense.
1: Angry Beavers had an had a Rotten Tomatoes audience score, but Ah Real Monsters did not. Mm. So, Angry Beavers Rotten Tomatoes audience score could have been one percent, and it would have been seated higher.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: we also had Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy had the same IMDb score. Wow. They both had Rotten Tomatoes audience scores. Rugrats was higher, so it is seeded wow. higher.
0: Wow, that shocks me, honestly. And finally,
1: Rocco's Modern Life and Kablam had the same score. Hell yeah! However, neither of them had um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience scores, mm-hmm. but I gave Rocco the higher seed because it's, it's a f- it's a full show. No, yeah. no, no. I'm not saying anything's better or worse. Yet. I, no, but yeah, but Kablam it's, a, it's a show. Is, and yeah, Kablam is you know a, pieces a, of many shows. Yes, Robot Chicken another great example of this type of thing. Right, but that's obviously adult. Um. Uh. Okay, so the top four seeds wow. are automatically in the tournament. Wow. Everybody else.
0: Holy cow!
1: Fighting for their lives. I okay. The tournament is as follows. Can
0: I make Can I make one comment please. about the seeding? Yes, please. I am shocked to the gills that Ren and Stimpy is as low as it is. Mm. I feel like all I ever hear about is Ren and Stimpy.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I I will say this. Maybe my biggest takeaway from the seeds, mm-hmm. and the, the people are going to comment on our Instagram post, and it's going to be nobody who listened to this episode.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: This is certainly not how I would seed the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I th- I Some definitely make sense. Yeah. I just... Uh, I wasn't even a fan of Ren and Stimpy. We'll talk about it. But, like, I'm so shocked it's so low.
1: It's like Spongebob as the one seed makes a lot of sense. And then, honestly, CatDog as the 12 seed also makes a lot of sense, I think. Everything in the middle, I'm like... I could see we, these could going either it. way. Yeah. All right. Uh Okay. Here are the matchups. The upper... Left-hand side of the of the bracket,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the bikini bottom region, mm-hmm. the winner of the eight-seeded Angry Beavers versus the nine-seeded Ah Real Monsters, wow. will take on the one-seed SpongeBob SquarePants, wow, <clears throat> in the lower left-hand side of the bracket, in the PS one one eight region, the winner of the five-seeded <sighs> oh, Rugrats, no,
0: <laughs> and the
1: twelve-seeded <12-seated laughs>
0: CatDog, dog no. will
1: take on the four-seed. Hey Arnold. I
0: already see.
1: (laughs) In the upper right hand side of the bracket, the O Town region, the winner Uh -uh. of the seven seated Doug versus the ten seated Rocket Power will take on the two seated Rocco's Modern Life.
0: Wow. And
1: finally, in the lower right hand side of the bracket, in the 102.5 WDVE region. The winner of the six seeded Wren and Stimpy versus the 11 seeded Wild Thornberries will take on the three seed Kablam. Um, Love it. Here we go. We start in the Bikini Bottom region, of course, named after the top seed in the region, SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm-hmm. SpongeBob, obviously, as Nia just said, lives on a pineapple under the sea, which is located in Bikini, Bikini Bottom. Bottom. Uh, But before we get to the most iconic Nicktoon of all time...
0: Gula goo!
1: (laughs) We start with the eight-seated Angry Beavers and the nine-seated Ah Real Monsters.
0: I think it's very funny that these two are up against each other because in my head they are the same show.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: In my head, they're the same. I know that I watched Angry Beavers more than I watched Ah Real Monsters. Uh Uh-huh. I truly do not have my finger on the pulse of which people like more. Yeah. I think people probably like aerial monsters more
1: that that that's what my guess was going to be as well that's what my guess was yes
0: but even that they don't even have the same animation style but for whatever no, yeah. for whatever reason they are like the same in my head mm. so i don't know
1: yeah i feel like are real monsters is animated similarly to rocket power and Maybe yeah. something else that came a little later. Maybe
0: wild thornberries.
1: Yeah, but angry beavers was no. See, I feel like wild angry thornberries, beavers, wild thornberries, and like as told by Ginger. Ginger. Those that's that. Yeah, weird and faces. Then, and then angry beavers, I feel like had the same animation as uh, honestly
0: uh, like a Cartoon Network show,
1: no, like a Hanna Barbera. Oh, um, Fairly Odd Parents.
0: Yeah, Butch Hartman. Yeah. I think those thick lines, yeah, yeah, of like Dexter's exactly Lab like or Johnny Bravo or whatever. Yes, those Hanna Barbera. Oh,
1: we gotta do best cartoon network show also. I
0: didn't watch Cartoon Network, but I will play oh. along. Um, I'll play along. But I think <laughs> I think Angry Beavers looks like it belongs on in a in the Hanna Barbera universe more than uh any of these other any of these other things do. Anyway, yeah. that's <laughs> animation deep talk. Um, I I think Our Real Monsters is gonna win. I wish I had more to say yeah but i don't
1: i do too and i also wish i had more to say um but it's just I, it's but also
0: like it's also like i it's so much more creative just visually oh like, yeah
1: than angry beavers yeah
0: just a show about two beavers yeah whereas like that one guy's holding his eyeballs and yeah, yeah, yeah. the girl's got the lips mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know it's like fun yeah.
1: maybe we're the wrong people to do the deep dive on nicktoons
0: no it's literally just these two shows <laughs> I have something to say about every other show.
1: Uh, Okay, well, um, I I really like both of these shows. um, But I do think, as Nia said, all real monsters will advance. I also think we're probably in agreement that it doesn't effing matter which one advances.
0: definitely not. Because
1: they will be crushed under the weight of a pineapple. For sure. Um, Okay, so we're both putting SpongeBob into the final four, winning the Bikini Bottom region. So we'll circle back. Mm Mm-hmm. We move to the lower left-hand side of the bracket, the PS-118 region, of course, named after the school attended by its top seed, Hey Arnold.
0: And we'll talk about Hey Arnold, but you need to call it PS-118. Oh, sorry. That's what they call it. So I, it is the same number,
1: but it's different. Yeah, you know, you're right. Edit all that out. Cut it. Okay. <laughs> That's a joke. You can leave it in. Um, I'll wear that on the chin. I'll fall on my sword on it. PS PS-118. One. Obviously, I'm... I haven't circled back to Harold as much as some people Nia Demilio. This is the
0: this is the only show on the list I still watch today.
1: <laughs> um but first the five-seated rugrats versus the 12-seated cat dog. We'll start with cat dog cuz it's about to get annihilated. I
0: know. I was a cat dog watcher.
1: I also watched cat dog.
0: I loved cat dog. I also love cat dog i
1: cat dog cat cat dog cat dog said
0: cat dog said what if garfield and odie were the same (laughs) well and that was cat dog (laughs) i think they said
1: what if garfield and odie maintained their same personalities but they were physically attached to?" they were the
0: same body um but i love that little rat that little australian rat that lived in there House, too, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really liked that show. It was a little like bizarro, yeah, in a way that wasn't as edgy as yeah. like Rocco or Ren and Stimpy, yes. Like, and it makes sense because it's kind of at the end of the 90s, yeah. It Nickelodeon was <clears throat> losing its edge a little bit, yep. And so it's like surreal without the bite, yeah. And I think that's why. It's probably ranked last. Probably. That's what I'll say about Cat Dog.
1: Um, you know what? I wanted to do this for every show, and I forgot to do it, so I'm just going to mention these real quick. Uh, Angry Beavers premiered in April of '97 and ran until May of 2001. Ran for four seasons and 62 episodes. Ah, Real Monsters, October of '94 uh, wow. until December of '97. So that's interesting. Angry Beavers basically picked up the Aro Monsters mantle any uh, timeline-wise. Anyways, uh Aro Monsters also ran for four seasons for 52 episodes. Hmm. Cat Dog went from April of 98 until June of 2005. Wow. It also had four seasons and ran for 68 episodes.
0: Love that for Cat Dog.
1: <laughs> Rugrats of course. The original, one of the original 3 <sighs> august of 91 august 11th all three of the originals appear uh premiered on august 11th 1991 uh rugrats ran until august 1st 2004 it went for nine seasons and 172 episodes good for second best on this list um Hey Arnold, which we're about to talk about, yeah. premiered in October of 1996 and ran until June of 2004. Mm. It had five seasons and 100 episodes, which is the third most. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, SpongeBob. Yeah. Premiered in May May 1st, 1999. Has 13 seasons, 276 episodes.
0: I think it's got like 20 seasons.
1: And counting. Yeah, exactly. Because SpongeBob is the only one of these shows that is still on the air.
0: Yeah. And then of course there's a new Rugrats on Paramount Plus, but it's yeah. different. It's like um, CG. And then also All Grown Up We Cut, which yeah. is also like a continuation mm-hmm. of the I think we I think we can get right into the Rugrats conversation because it's it's obviously gonna beat Cat Dog. Yes. I personally would shoot would vote for Hey Arnold over Rugrats, but I think Rugrats is gonna win. Um but I'll I'll let's talk about Rugrats. My whole childhood was Rugrats. I was the Rugrats demographic. Mm-hmm. The Rugrats movie, my first movie. Rugrats in Paris, my second movie. Yeah. <laughs> I played video games with Rugrats. I didn't have Barbies growing up. I had Rugrats dolls. Wow. Like Rugrats was my whole life as a kid. And I just, you know, the show is like totally like genius.
1: Yes. You know the uh, you know the song "Take Me There." I want to go there. Take me there. Let's go there. Just take me to that. I don't that know that Grape. song. Oh, I was gonna say there's a version of it in one of the two Rugrat movies. Um, you know, holler at me if you know what I'm talking about. But it goes like ah ah u u g g
0: ah like the safety dance. Take
1: me there. I want to go there take me th- yeah i like the safety dance okay take me th- it's got to be in the paris one cuz it's like about i think it me is in place. the paris one
0: now that now that you've yeah. spelled out rugrats um reptar reptar cynthia i mean like uh, this is this is ah uh, rugrats like w- this is what world building is yeah the kids in the show have their own toys that are like in their world like reptar didn't exist before rugrats cynthia didn't exist before rugrats but then like it's like a it's like toy story you know like woody wasn't a toy Mm -hmm. before toy story yeah but now he's a toy yeah it's amazing i think like tommy pickles like a brave baby Mm
1: -hmm. i
0: don't know i love it Phil and Lil, there are so many iconic Rugrats episodes too. Yeah. yeah. Rugrats Vacation to Las Vegas when it, where they meet Siegfried and Roy. Uh-huh. <laughs> literally meets Siegfried and Roy. Um, to me, the mini golf episode where they climb into the mountain um and they're trying to get like ice cream.
1: This sounds familiar.
0: And of course, the Hanukkah episode. Because Tommy Pickles is Jewish. And I think that. For many of us... This Tommy is? Dee is Jewish. Oh,
1: yeah. Is she related to Chucky's dad? Isn't Chucky also Jewish?
0: I don't know. This is a good question.
1: You you, you keep talking. I'm going to look it up. But I
0: know that Tommy is Jewish. Dee's parents are Jewish. Boris and Minka. Yes. And I think the Hanukkah episode taught a lot of, you know, waspy children like myself... <laughs> About, like, other cultures. And, of course, Susie. I don't know. The whole show. Totally brill, as Jack Black would say.
1: I know you love Hey Arnold. I do. So I'm going to let you talk about Hey Arnold right now. I do think Rugrats will beat Hey Arnold.
0: I think Rugrats will beat Hey Arnold, too. But listen up. Hey Arnold, as Trent alluded to, and I said, I still watch Hey Arnold. Um, Yeah. Like... True like on the reg. True. I watch Hey Arnold. True. And there's a couple reasons why I love Hey Arnold. One, my mom loved it. Wow. Okay, D. My mom loves Hey Arnold. Um It's a good show. Two, it took place in a city that I always thought was New York. It takes place in of course like an unnamed city. But um, Craig Bartlett, who made Hey Arnold, has said that it is a- an amalgamation of New York and his hometown of Seattle. Yes. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, whatever. But my dad is from New York. Mm-hmm. And I think as a kid, I was always like, wow, what's New York like? Um, and for me, it was Hey Arnold. And I think that, like, beyond it just being obviously in a city, like, Arnold lives in a boarding house, which yeah. is like a very city feature jazz music plays heavily into hey arnold yeah there are just like a lot of very cool adult themes about hey arnold that's very interesting
1: too to think about because now thinking about hey arnold it does remind me of like chicago in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. but i was always drawn to living in a i wanted to live in new york or chicago Mm -hmm. or san francisco i guess too but Really, I wanted to live in New York or Chicago. Mm -hmm. And um, the first time I visited New York, I was like, oh my God, I think I want to live in the city. Mm -hmm. And I do wonder if subconsciously, because I I did watch a lot of Hey Arnold, Mm -hmm. and I lived in the friggin' suburbs. Yeah. Like the pickles.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) So I, I do wonder if subconsciously, I was, that started me on the path at a young age. Yeah. Of wanting to do city life
0: i've always wanted to live where arnold lives like i just think that town wherever he lives is so magical but you know there there's just so like arnold's so cool yeah and gerald is so cool and like they're just like cool city kids and a lot of the different episodes that like stand out to me are like deal with kind of like I don't know, these mature things like Helga and her dad go to see a musical called Rats, which is based on cats. <laughs> um, of course, maybe the most iconic episode of Hey Arnold is Stoop Kid, which is like the second episode of yeah. Hey Arnold. <clears throat> um, Stoop Kid. There's the there's the sewer rat king, the guy who lives in the sewer. Yes. Um Arnold single-handedly pulls out of retirement Dino Spumoni, who is like this, you know, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, kind of old standard vocalist. Like there's, and he lives with his grandparents and he's just like a kid who's had to like grow up fast. (sighs) There's so many things I could say. It was just a really cool show about like cool city kids who like, shot hoops on the pavement and like took the cap off their water hydrant and like i don't know they were just cool i just wanted so badly to go to ps118
1: fortunately i think they're about to get spanked <sighs> like the babies they're gonna lose too
0: i know both shows are great and they were probably my two favorite shows
1: oh that's they're my two favorite
0: nicktoons for sure
1: they're both excellent. Yeah. Uh, my mom mm-hmm. didn't want us to watch Rugrats, and I don't know why. Hmm. That is that's like a very as maybe as maybe you listeners can tell based on this episode or past episodes. <clears throat> uh, my memory sucks. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Um, specifically, like my time as a child. I don't really. I don't really remember Um, like Nia's memory is insane Cam, previously Mm -hmm. mentioned also a great memory Bryce, my brother, former guest of this podcast also has just an incredible memory of like things that have happened in the past so like you know Nia's pulling out these episodes of shows (laughs) that I've definitely watched but I have no idea I also watch
0: Hey Arnold
1: no I mean this was not the only show that you pulled episodes for already I guess that's
0: fair um,
1: i'm just saying in general um but uh, over time i just like once every six months of my life i feel like i have a memory and for whatever reason i do have a memory that my mom absolutely didn't want us to watch rugrats so i would sneak watch rugrats i love that um uh-huh. aka sneaking around my nickname is sneak mm-hmm. as given to me by my faja. Mm-hmm. Fasha fascia Fasha. um so mom call me and tell me why i wasn't allowed to watch rugrats and sorry that i did it actually no i'm not i love that show i love it it's amazing
0: it's amazing one more thing about both shows Mm -hmm. mike post did the music for hey arnold mike post probably his most famous tv composer work is law and order
1: exactly
0: and then do you know who did the music for rugrats Devo's own Mark Mothersbaugh.
1: Wow.
0: So, like, two absolute industry giants (laughs) scoring these shows, and I think that has something to do with it.
1: Wow. All right. Well, Nia and I are both predicting the Final Four matchup on the left side of the bracket to be the one-seeded Spongebob versus the five-seeded Rugrats. Before we talk about that, we'll move over to the right side of the bracket. The O-Town region. O-Town, of course, is the home of Rocco, in Rocco's Modern Life. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, pound for pound, yeah, this is easily the hardest region, I think.
0: No way. For,
1: to predict, I think easily it's the hardest region. I think all three of these shows I could have seen in the top four. What? Uh, just about every sh- <laughs> Here's the thing. There's like six or seven shows in this list of 12 that I think I could see in the top four. Wow. You disagree strongly?
0: I think Rocket Power is an easy out. Doug is an easy win here. I think
1: Doug will win. But I watched Rocket Power a lot. Rocket Power was sweet. There's two places that I always wanted to live in the city and right on the beach, baby. And you know where they lived in Rocket Power? Yeah. Right on the beach. And they skateboarded.
0: I know. And I
1: couldn't do that.
0: It was cool. Rocket Power was very cool.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's the seven seated Doug versus the ten seated Rocket Power. Uh, rocket power premiered in august of 1999 and ran until november of 2006 it had four seasons went uh 71 episodes its opponent doug was one of the original three premiering on august eleventh, nineteen 1991 and doug wrapped up in january of 1994 it went for four seasons 52 episodes
0: and i need to ask yes this is not including the disney doug
1: what in the hell is the disney doug
0: doug moved to disney
1: wow i don't think it includes a disney doug okay what <laughs> when why i How? don't know who what
0: they nickelodeon stopped doing doug disney bought it and there's wow there, and it was like disney presents doug
1: wow Maybe um, we'll have more answers next Monday's episode about <laughs> about why what happened with Doug. Yeah. Also, an- that's another thing. Something that when you were talking about Hey Arnold, um, that I thought about because for whatever reason Hey Arnold made me think of the show Recess, which was on the Disney Channel.
0: A great show. A
1: great show. And maybe, just throwing this out there, maybe a fun tournament also could be mm-hmm. a combination of Nick. Cartoons mm-hmm. versus Disney, Disney Channel cartoons. cartoons versus Cartoon Network cartoons. Wow, the shows of our childhoods. Yeah, Ch- childhoods. Yeah. Okay. Something to think about. Anyways. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I forget what we were saying, but Rocket Power was sweet. I do think it'll fall to Doug. Yeah. Um, but you know,
0: Rocket Power was cool. I think a lot of what you're saying,
1: a lot of what you said about "Hey Arnold" and how it was cool, yeah. I think Rocket Power had a lot of that also.
0: I agree with you. I will say that I didn't have a big as big of a tie to the beach as a child because I was inland, so it makes sense that you, being from California, would more closely identify with Rocket Power than I did. Yeah. Um, but I just remember thinking Reggie was so cool, Mm -hmm. um, and Sam like. I Reggie was very cool, but like I knew I was Sam, you know, because <laughs> Sam was like from Nebraska or whatever. <laughs> we were so, all cool, but yeah, no Rocket Power, very cool. I, I get it, but this is Doug all the way, no question. Doug,
1: one of the original three, arguably the original, mm-hmm. um, based off of information in the documentary, which we recommended earlier that I still recommend. Think everyone should watch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> Patty mayonnaise. Skeeter. A first love. Yeah. Um. Doug Funny. Doug Funny. Incredible name. Yeah. That's how you name a character. Yeah. Doug Funny?
0: Yeah. Quail Man? Quail Man. I think that Doug was, like, a simple show. Yes. Where, like, Ren and Stimpy was, like, cocaine. Uh-huh. Just a show about cocaine Uh um rugrats was like about adventures Uh doug was like about a kid with an imagination you know (laughs) just like a very simple show like he loved patty mayonnaise he had a very cool older sister Uh skeeter was like the original skeeter was gerald before uh, gerald of hey arnold before gerald of hey arnold was gerald yeah like, Skeeter is the prototype for Gerald.
1: He's the prototype for Gerald. He's the prototype for Patrick. He's the prototype for Sheen. Yeah. He's the prototype for any sidekick.
0: Yeah. Skeeter. He's the OG. Skeeter, and such a good name. Such, just Patty Mayonnaise.
1: I know. These are great names up and down.
0: The whole thing's good. That Doug would envision himself as Quail Man, Quail is Man. very funny. Like, why Quail? You still see Quail
1: Man costumes every Halloween.
0: It just, Doug was, like, relatable. Yeah. And we love Doug. Now, moving on. Rocco's Modern Life. Let me, let me tell you. Me and my brother were Rocco freaks. You know who else is a Rocco freak? Who? Matt Jenison. Oh, yeah? My friend Matt Jenison. We loved Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. And Rocco's Modern Life is, like, if Ren and Stimpy's too much for you... But you like it. Rocco's
1: Modern you'll Life. You'll love is Rocco's where you yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: you'll love Rocco's Modern Life. Like, there's there's a lot that like, cause I've watched Rocco's Modern Life. When yes. we first got Paramount Plus, I was like, I'm gonna watch all these cartoons that I used to watch. Yeah. And like when I watched Rocco, I was like, holy cow. Like it moves so fast. Yeah. And it's like a little off the rails. And it's a little dark. Like yes. like um Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Simpy, yeah. But it's, um, I don't know, like, Rocco's very funny. Yes. And I think Rocco's funny because he's so nervous mm-hmm. and, like, surrounded by a world of chaos. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but he's just like, uh, uh, you know, like, the a dingo. He's a dingo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love Rocco. I actually think Doug's going to win. But
1: I really, I, I'm gonna have to think about this.
0: But I really love Rocco, and we were big fans of him. And uh, what's the turtle's name? I know Heifer is the cow.
1: I don't know. I was gonna say, um, Sheldon, you know, maybe you know who voices Heifer, though. I do know this because I looked it up recently. Who? SpongeBob himself, Tom Kenny.
0: Yes, I did know that. I Tom did, Tom Kenny, know that.
1: prolific voice actor, and also. Of Mr. Show.
0: Philbert.
1: Philbert. So not Sheldon.
0: Rocco is a wallaby.
1: Oh, yes. Not of a course, Of course, of course, of um, course. Embarrassing. I'm just out here making errors, but as we know, I don't have no good brain.
0: Well, interesting that Tom Kenny was a voice. I'm now reading this. The creative director for Rocco's Modern Life was Steve Hillenberg, who created Spongebob. Yeah. So... Tom Kenny, if I could tell a story very quickly about Tom Kenny. Please. Tom Kenny auditioned for Saturday Saturday Night Live in 1990. Um, The people who uh, got callbacks from his audition, in addition to Tom Kenny, were David Spade and Rob Schneider. And David Spade, who I love, and is also in the Rugrats movie, um, said and maintains that Tom Kenny absolutely crushed he and Schneider were like, "This guy is a surefire, like yes to be on SNL. Mm-hmm. And he and Schneider just did okay. and Lauren hired them and not Tom Kenny because Tom Kenny was like essentially too, you know, polished.
1: That's infuriating. <laughs> but also, I think it worked out way better for Tom Kenny.
0: it I'm a big fan of Tom Kenny. He's... I can't
1: imagine how much he gets on Spongebob alone.
0: He's a billionaire.
1: Let alone <laughs> all the other boy stuff he does, you know? Yeah,
0: he's, and he's very funny, has a wonderful sense of humor.
1: I mean, if that's not SNL, Chicago, bullcrap to a T.
0: Doug is winning <sighs> Moving this. Moving on. Um,
1: God. I think I'm going to agree with you. I think Doug will be the pick and I think it's for the reason you said which is push come to shove it's just the simplest show it's
0: just so simple you know I feel like it's
1: more appealing to the masses or easier to appeal to the masses
0: right you either love or hate Rocco but everybody likes Doug
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yes so it's just got numbers
1: uh okay finally we move into the 102.5 WDVE region. We have the three-seeded Kablam awaiting the winner of the six-seeded Ren and Stimpy versus the 11-seeded the Wild Thornberries. Nia, before we get into the matchup, would you like to explain why the region is named the way it
0: is? I did not name this region. I'm shocked to see that this is the name of the region mm-hmm. um action league now which we mentioned before
1: yes it it is one of the <laughs> it's a section of kablam
0: a section of kablam it's like a stop motion action figure
1: the technical term is chuck motion because half of it is filmed in stop motion and the other half is filmed um with the toys literally being thrown
0: mm. chucked
1: chucked if you will
0: so the.
1: Thank you, Wikipedia, for that information.
0: The voices on Action League Now are the, the radio station I grew up listening to in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 102.5 WDVE, Jim Cran and Randy Bauman, and uh, they made Action League Now. And they were also, like, the classic rock station DJs in Pittsburgh.
1: And I don't know if they're still the DJs, but WDVE is still a classic rock station.
0: I don't think Jim Crenn is and hasn't been for a long time, but I think Randy might be. Oh, cool. And then Val. um, Kilmer. Is, no. uh, I don't remember her last name, but Val is the woman.
1: Trent. president of the trident network
0: you're like all over the place it's <laughs> really driving me crazy um but yeah i it was very fun to have them be the voices of my childhood in in more, more ways than, than one. one i listened to them every morning i watched them every afternoon these guys were like the most important people in my life well it is
1: interesting because we know two things about Nia. She She's passionate about animation. She's passionate about music. Yeah. Those guys were circling you in both.
0: Yeah, and they, like, Jim Cran and Randy Bauman, um, if you grew up in Pittsburgh, like, I mean, I think a lot of morning shows do this, but their their radio sketches were Unbelievable.
1: But first, before we talk more about Kablam, Ren and Stimpy versus the Wild Thornberries.
0: This is actually,
1: I could see, Ren and Stimpy is the sixth seed, and one of the original three. Uh, Oh, uh, Rocco's Rocco's Modern Life uh, premiered in September of 93 and ended its run in November of 96. It had four seasons, 52 episodes in total. Uh, Ren and Stimpy, one of the original three, meaning it premiered on August 11, 1991. Ren and Stimpy Show ended its original run in October of 96. It had five seasons for 52 episodes. Uh, and The Wild Thornberries premiered in September of 1998. Uh, it, uh, it ended in June of 2004. It had five seasons for 91 episodes. Did I? I don't think I talked about Rocket Power or Doug. Sorry. Uh, Rocket Power was August 99 to November of 06. Four seasons, 71 episodes. Doug, of course, one of the originals. um, It concluded in January of 94. Four seasons, 52 episodes. And finally, last but not least, Kablam! Premiered in October of 96. It ended in May of 2000. Uh, It had four seasons, 48 episodes. Did you, I know you watched Wild Thornberrys. Mm-hmm. My boy, Tim Curry.
0: It's amazing that Tim Curry is a cast member on one of these shows. Yes. He was also on All Real Monsters. As who? I
1: don't know, but I know he was on the show. Like. He's, you know, Tim Curry has an extremely specific voice. So it makes I know. sense that he would do voice work at some point.
0: It's just incredible, like. You know, Tom Kenny became Tom Kenny because he was Spongebob. Yes. Tim Curry was... Tim Curry. Tim Curry before he was Nigel Thornberry. And, like, somehow, Nigel Thornberry became, you know, like, smashing. Like, that's iconic. Mm -hmm. That Ah. thing that he does. Like, Ah.
1: he's just... That would be a great tournament, Tim Curry characters. We'll move on. I'll pocket
0: that. But I think Ren and Stimpy's gonna win this.
1: Interesting. See, this is the this is the matchup of all the plans where I could see an upset because kind of in the um, Doug versus Rocco vein, Ren and Stimpy can be too much mm-hmm. for some people. Happy, you know? happy, joy, joy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Whereas the Wild Thornberries is a very, very more even keeled show. Yeah. The highs aren't as high, maybe, but the lows aren't as low, mm-hmm. per se. So I could see a path for an upset, mm-hmm. Thornberries wise.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see it too. I think Eliza, honestly, who's the lead character yeah. of the Wild Thornberries, I think Eliza's a weak character.
1: Mm, why is that?
0: I just think she's like weak. Like I think her whole thing is like that she's smart, I yeah. guess, but <laughs> but <laughs> like. Guess. Every single person in her family's more interesting than her.
1: Her brother's a monkey.
0: Her brother's a monkey. Darwin the monkey is more interesting than her. Her older sister's like cool. Mm-hmm. Nigel Thornberry is Nigel Thornberry. Yeah. Like I don't know. I just Eliza I never really jived with. Hmm. But Ren and Stimpy is like so iconic. And yeah. if you watch the Orange Years, they say that like you know all different like basically like you know young kids were really jiving with rugrats mm. a little bit older like elementary age children were driving with doug yeah and then like people who watched mtv got ren loved and ren and stimpy yeah. yeah like the beavis and butthead generation yes loved ren and stimpy and uh yeah, I don't know. I was never a big fan of it. It's, like, so... It it could be so gross. Yes. <laughs> like, I, th- I think there are, s- like, stills of Ren and Stimpy in my mind that, like, make me shudder. Yeah. And also, its creator is, like, famously a pedophile.
1: Oh. That's...
0: Famously dated, like, 15-year-old girls. Oh. And, uh, it's, like, a whole thing. Oh. So, I can not endorse Red and Stimpy, but I think it will win. That's
1: brutal. I'll say Thornberry's go through, just to have some variance. Mm. And a ride with my boy, Timmy. Mm-hmm. The OG Pennywise, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, th- honestly, this region feels the most open to me.
0: Yeah. Well... Let's move on to Kablam.
1: Yeah, baby. Let's talk about Kablam.
0: Like Kablam was one of my favorite shows.
1: Just gonna real quick uh, shout out the main sketches, which are or the main shorts, which are obviously Action Link now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry and June, Sn- Snizz and Fondue, Life with Loopy, uh, Prometheus and Bob, Ugh. And, and the Offbeats are the are the main ones. Yeah. Um, Prometheus and Bob is the one other other than action league now is the number 1. Yeah. Other than action league now, Prometheus and Bob is one I think about all the time. It's an alien in a caveman, Prometheus and Bob. Mhm. Um I think about that one a lot too. Um but yeah, it was just like, you know, it it, it was unlike anything I was watching at the time because I was watching shows that started and ended. Mm-hmm. But Kablam was like, you know, this
0: It was like an SNL kind of Yeah, it was an animated variety show. Yeah. It's Which what is Robot like, Chicken is now. Yeah. yeah. And it it was, it felt that way. Like it felt smart. It felt like you weren't supposed to watch it. Like, yeah. yes. Especially like Action League now, like the main character, the flesh.
1: Yeah.
0: Is, I, I'm pretty sure it's He Man without clothes. Like the doll is just He Man doll. Uh-huh. But like he was naked. Yeah. Um, and also, correction, I kept saying Randy Bauman, it's Scott Paulson. Randy Bauman replaced Scott Paulson on the morning show, but it's Jim Crenn and Scott Paulson are the people who made Action League now. For sure. Just a little correction. Um, shout out to the Berg. Shout out to the Berg. But, like, it just felt, it it felt like adult without feeling like Ren and Stimpy, which literally felt like being on drugs. Yes. like <laughs> Which felt, like, illegal to watch. Ren and um, Stimpy,
1: like, scared people.
0: Yes, there are parts of Ren and Stimpy that are so scary. Stimpy as a as a character is gross. Mortifying. Um
1: a real Topy, that guy, you know.
0: But Kablam! who is that? Henry and June? Like the the are leads. Oh, the, the hosts, yeah. Like that was just so cool. Yeah. And it really did feel like you were watching. Yeah. A variety shit. Like and you they have were different
1: animation styles. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: felt like they were real people. Like yeah. human beings that like weren't animated. Yeah. Kablam was amazing.
1: I and I agree.
0: I hope it beats Ren and Stimpy. I'm picking it on principle alone. I Man. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I think I'm gonna That's interesting. I think I think Thornberries can beat Ren and Stimpy, but I don't think it can beat Kablam. But I think Ren and Stimpy could beat Kablam. I'll I, I'll agree, and say Kablam as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because I think about the melt pretty frequently. Mm. The melted superhero from actually, right <laughs> his power is that he can melt. <laughs> Uh, that
0: show is so funny <laughs> Action League now is so good so
1: we have the same final four left side we both have the one-seated spongebob squarepants the winner of the bikini bottom region versus the five-seated rugrats winner of the ps118 region and on the right side we both have the seven-seated doug winner of the O-Town. Like, Doug is the seven seed. That seems crazy to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Doug won the O-Town region, and it will take on the three-seed Kablam, winner of the 102.5 WDVE region.
0: Okay, let's do the right side first, because I don't think either has a chance of winning. I think Rugrats or SpongeBob will beat whichever one wins. I agree. I think Doug is going to make it to the finals. And I agree. Um. Okay, great. Let's move on to the left side. Here we go. We have not talked about SpongeBob. Wow, really? We've talked about Tom Kenny.
1: Well, there's only one show that I think could beat it, and it is Rugrats, so this is going to be a tough matchup.
0: I agree. I think Rugrats absolutely has a shot at SpongeBob, especially because SpongeBob, and I know that I don't think this is true based on the dates, but I remember when SpongeBob premiered, Mm -hmm. and I remember it feeling like a shift. Mm-hmm. Like a cultural reset, mm-hmm. as they say now. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, How old are you, four? Yeah. Premier, uh, Spongebob premiered in 99.
0: And it, and I think I felt that way because it felt like the first show that was mine and not my brother's.
1: For sure, uh-huh.
0: And so I was like, oh, this is like my show.
1: Yeah, that's like when Quinn would talk about iCarly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like you had just stopped watching yeah. children's programming.
1: Yeah, I've seen episodes of Hannah Montana, but I'm not watching Hannah Montana. Right. I'm aware of The Sweet Life, but I'm not watching The Sweet Life. Right. I know Victoria needs to get justice somehow.
0: Okay. So I think that SpongeBob is totally brilliant. Yes. Still. I have I have read that its creators intended for Spongebob to end after the SpongeBob movie that the spongebob movie was supposed to be the end of spongebob
1: which is by the way one of the greatest films in cinema history continue
0: and they were angry that you know they made
1: him keep doing it
0: yes because it's huge it's their most iconic show easily i i understand both things like as an artist i'd be mad too yeah but like as someone who understands business, like, yeah. I also understand why well, SpongeBob needed me, to keep going. Let me ask you this.
1: Sure, pass the movie, maybe do some more seasons or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they've done 13 seasons now, nearly 300 episodes. Mm-hmm. Do you think it still needs, like, you have a catalog of 300 episodes. You could, you know re air it from the start mm-hmm. and go through a kid's whole lifetime basically mm-hmm. if you wanted to mm-hmm. you know
0: mm-hmm. I think what's interesting about SpongeBob is and you know this speaks to the adult themes um that like we were talking about like these shows are also made for the adults who are kind of forced to watch them with their kids like yeah. The Simpsons has been on for 30 years yeah Family Guy's been on for 20 mm-hmm. like Adult animation doesn't get canceled. Yeah.
1: South Park's been on for a long time, too.
0: Exactly. Like, but SpongeBob is, like, the only one
1: yeah.
0: of these shows. Yeah. And I, I'm i thinking of all children's animation. Not really little, like, Blue's Clues, Dora the Explorer. They've been on forever. Right. But, like, this age bracket of yeah. children's programming, it's, like, the only one that's survived for a long time. Yeah. Like, other animated programs. And... I, I, I know it's got to be the longevity, like, of the character. Like, he's positive. Mm. He's just, like, a happy guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, you can't really go wrong. I feel like so often we're, like, looking for the hero's journey in our lead character. <laughs> but SpongeBob's, like... The first episode, he is the... um Is the, you know, living in the sunlight, loving in the moonlight, having a wonderful time. Uh-huh. When he all the all the nematodes come uh-huh. and he needs to make all the burgers uh-huh. that's the first episode of SpongeBob wow nothing ever phases him yeah he's he's already won like before he's even started yeah so it's just like an interesting place to have a character the only thing there there's two specific things that I wanted to mention about SpongeBob two specific moments and episodes and about the adult themes. Mm-hmm. One, it, my favorite, favorite, favorite joke in SpongeBob of all time is the episode where uh, Squidward pretends he's a ghost, so that <laughs> SpongeBob and Patrick like wait mean? on yeah. him uh-huh. all day, uh-huh. and he's like in a robe and a towel or whatever, yep. and he is laying in a lounge chair, and he goes too hot and claps his hands, and so they change his background. Mm-hmm. To make him, like, be in the tundra. Mm-hmm. And he goes, too cold, and claps his hands again. And they change his background again to this French drawing. Mm-hmm. And he goes, too loose, Latrec. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, you would never... Like, as a kid, you don't you would never understand that joke. But it's, like, you know, there's a big, like, boom, like, drum. Uh-huh. To indicate that, like, it's some kind of, like, but uh-huh. And then I think probably the more famous example of adult themes in spongebob is the scene where spongebob is watching an anemone on his television kind of whip around Mm -hmm. in the dark Mm -hmm. and he is like inching closer to the tv Uh and then gary comes in Uh and he's like oh my god gary and it's like as an adult you watch it and it's like he- it's like very obviously implying that he was like watching porn uh. in his living room but like as a kid you would never
1: I think he just got scared by gary
0: yeah you would never know that
1: <sighs> spongebob's brilliant
0: it's brilliant the Krusty crab pizza episode belongs in like the national library of congress like it needs to be preserved
1: the Krusty Krab training voisper. video the sweet
0: victory episode dude the sweet
1: i think the sweet victory is probably my number one spongebob episode
0: the squidward squilliam squillium-, squillium, the one where squidward goes to live with all the squids yep come on come on it's gonna win
1: i'm taking spongebob all the way i agree
0: it's you know
1: it's still on the air for a reason you know? i know i know one tournament we've talked about doing that i think we will do especially if spongebob wins this tournament mm-hmm. is best spongebob song
0: because mm.
1: there's like eight at least
0: F is for friends who do stuff together.
1: U is for you and me. No,
0: the best song is When Big Larry Came Round Just To Put Him Down. Very clearly based on a Beach Boys song.
1: <laughs> okay, calm down there, Beach Buddy. Oh, man. All right. So we both think SpongeBob SquarePants will win the whole dang thing, the number one seed.
0: I do, but I definitely see a path for Rugrats. Yes. It just depends on like how old you are. Because I think that Spongebob was, in many ways, a shift in the Nicktoon landscape. Mm. And so if you're too old, you you know, Sponge, you, maybe Spongebob premiered and you were like, I'm too old for this, yeah. you know? like, And you were like nine or whatever. Yeah. But it, it has a very different tone than all the other ones that yeah. we've talked about. And uh, I see a path for Rugrats, so I won't be shocked. But Spongebob is timeless. And... Better than any I mean, it's probably the best children's cartoon of all time.
1: You know what? I didn't make any real crazy predictions on this.
0: You're gonna pick Rugrats.
1: No, no, no. I'm not I'm not changing. Um, but I do feel like I I should make some wild predictions. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's what I'm known for on the Tourney Pot at this oh, point. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think Spongebob will win each of his matchups by eighty percent or more. Wow. Including a potential spongebob rugrats matchup
0: i do think that is crazy i like that you added that
1: you know sometimes we gotta get a little wild little wild thornberry up in here mm-hmm. smashing if you would like to vote in this tournament boy would we love it if you did uh there's a couple ways you can access the voting for this week uh first off if you're listening to this in whatever podcast um, app you're choosing to use, Spotify, Stitcher, what have you, Apple, Apple Podcasts, uh, whatever it may be, PodBay, Um, in the notes of this episode, we have a link to the voting. Click on that. That'll take you there. You can also visit our webpage, which is thetridentnetwork.com slash the-turny-pod. Go there. There is a vote now button that'll take you to the voting center. Um, Or, finally, you can follow us at the pod on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. We post the poll there to vote daily. Now, we are trying something a little different, a little unprecedented for voting uh, this time around. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Of course, this is a 12-seater, so there's going to be a play-in followed by three rounds. The play-in voting will take place on Monday, June 27th, and tuesday june 28th depending on how close the voting is that poll will close sometime between noon and 5 p.m on uh, tuesday uh, pacific standard time from there the um the quarterfinal voting will open at some point on Tuesday, June 28th, and that will go until between 10 p.m. and midnight Pacific Standard Time on Wednesday, June 29th. Then, uh, semi-final voting will start on Thursday, June 30th, and that will end sometime between noon and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, depending on how close things are, on Friday, uh, July 1st, And then finals voting will start whenever that closes at some point on Friday, July 1st, and go all day on Saturday, July 2nd. Uh, We will record the results episode on Sunday, July 3rd. You don't have to worry about that. None of you will be here for that. Um, And then, finally, to celebrate America and its independence, we will reveal the winner of the best 90s Nicktoon uh, in a brand new episode of the podcast on Monday, July 4th hmm Celebrate the holiday in style. hmm When you're grilling out, eating your favorite bag of chips, sour cream and onion probably, then that means uh, uh, you're listening to the podcast, you know, something to do while you're uh, making sure everybody's burgers and dogs are cooked appropriately. mm
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: That's it. Quite frankly, I think it's definitely going to be an easy walk to victory for SpongeBob, but I would be happy if any single one of these shows won the tournament. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think like uh, you know, in in talking about all of my favorite Nicktoons from my childhood, it also rem- it reminds me that like there's a whole live action programming slate on Nickel- yes. from 90s Nickelodeon yes. that like we didn't even talk about.
1: It wasn't they weren't tunes, you know.
0: I cannot wait for the live action bracket when I get to barf about the other show I still watch to this day. Are You Afraid of the Dark?
1: Oh, yes. And that also scares me. Like, uh, much like Ren and Stimpy would occasionally. Yeah. But Are You Afraid Like, I could watch Ren and Stimpy. I couldn't watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's scary. I probably still can't watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? As Nia knows, um, yeah, I am. I am afraid of the dark. (laughs) Me, personally, very afraid of it. Uh, All right. That wraps this up. Please vote. We love it when you do. We love our attorneys. Um, thanks for listening as always. We'll talk to you all in a week. We'll bring you the winner of this tournament. Thanks for joining us on this journey called tourney. And remember, may, may the thing, thing with the most votes win. win. Nick,
0: Nick, 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 Nick.
1: Thanks for listening to The Tournament Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. A five-star rating or a positive review is helpful and appreciated, too. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Pod. You can email us at thetournamentpodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash the-tourney-pod. The Tournament Podcast is a part of The Trident Network. To learn more about The Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash thetridentnetwork. The tournament podcast is edited by Nia Demilio. The theme music was also composed by Nia Demilio. Tune in Monday to find out what won our best 90s Nicktoon tournament.